This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. message was, what are you doing with the master's key? I got home, got into my study time, my devotion time, my prayer time. I love that time. It's a time not only do you have an opportunity to talk to God, but it's an opportunity for God to talk to you. Have you ever noticed a lot of times that we have such busy and hectic schedules that we have a tendency to let God know how we feel, what we need, what life is happening all around us, as if he didn't know. And then we say, Lord, fix it. And then we turn off our prayer line. We don't ask him to share his thoughts. In my meditation time this week, my devotion time with God, he kept bringing up the fact about the the master's key. And most of the time, whenever I share a message that God has placed within my heart, I pretty much put it on the library shelf, and I move on waiting to hear from God to What's next? But he kept bringing me back to what was already said. He kept making me go back to the library shelf. And I kept pulling. So I I began to look back over my notes. And the Lord said, you asked them, what are they doing with the key? And I said, well, Lord... Yes, that's what you put in my heart. He says, well, you need to share with them how to use the key. And, you know, I thought, well, Lord, these are Christians. And maybe those that are watching online are Christians. Maybe they're not. But most people know if they have a key, they know how to use it. The Lord laid a moment upon my heart and he says, well, I want to ask you, how would you use and how do you use the master key? Well, you know, I had to think about that for a moment. I said, well, Lord, there's many ways to do that. He said, there is. He said, but there are key ways in order to use my key that I've given to you. You know, the scripture says I've given you the keys to both to the kingdom of heaven and he says, and what you, what you call forth in heaven will be done on earth. And I said, well, Lord, how do, how do we call that forth? And he says, well, you use my word. And that's what you preached on last Sunday. By using the word, you're using the key. But he says, but there's more to just, than just speaking the word. Because if your life doesn't line up with the word, then you're really not speaking the word with action. It's just lip service. And boy, he, you know, <laughs> the Lord has a, a wonderful sense of humor, but he, he kind of just stopped me there. And it was like he was saying, why don't you chew on that a few moments? And I, I began to chew on that and I said, but Lord, these, (laughs) Lord, you don't understand. He says, no, I I understand. I don't think you understand. I said, well, Lord, you're, you're, you're making this a difficult thing. He said, no, no, you are. Because just as there's, and he, and he uses, you see, when God speaks to you, he speaks to you in the realm of where you live And what you do in life. Mine is in the painting department. He says, well, let me me break this down for you. He said, you know, when when you go into paint, 
there is a procedure that you do when you go in. First thing you do, he says, you know, you prep the walls. So there are steps to, to do what you do if you're going to do it right. And he says, there are steps to using my key if you're going to do it right. And I said, well, <laughs> you're going to have to show me more than I know. That's where spending time with me does. He said, why don't you just flip on over there to Psalms 37. I said, well, Lord, I know that one. He says, well, let's read it together. I said, well, now, Lord, I can, I can just quote that. My wife and I used that in our, in our times of when we were declaring the word of God and, and uh, over things in our life. I said, well, I, I know that. I've studied that. Have you ever done that? The Lord would take you to Pastor Scripture and say, oh, well, Lord, I know that one. <laughs> Come on, give me something. Give me some meat. Give me some meat, God. Give me the meat of the word. Give me a divine revelation. Give me a breakthrough. <laughs> he said, well, turn over to Psalms 37. So I did. So I started reading in verse 1, and I really didn't get anything out of it, but, I mean, you know, other than just the natural reading. And it reads like this, do not fret because of evildoers. Well, I said, well, do not fret because of evildoers. You know, do you, when y'all read, do y'all ever read like that and you stop and you meditate on it a little bit and you look at it and think, well, now what? God, what does that have to do with me? I'm not fretting over evildoers. Then he said, uh, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. I said, well, I don't have any, any iniquity. I'm not, I mean, I'm not envious of, of those who work iniquity. I don't want that kind of lifestyle. I don't even dwell on that. And he says, you know, for they, they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and they'll wither as the green herbs. I said, see, Lord, I don't, I don't, really, I don't really see a need here. I don't know where you're going. <laughs> he said, hey, God has a sense of humor. He just says, well, did I tell you to stop reading? You think you got it, big boy? <laughs> I went to verse number three, and it said, trust in the Lord and do good. He said, there you go. There you go. He said, do you really have any concept of what that word means to trust me? I said, well, I'll look it up in the dictionary and read it to you. As though God really needs to know the meaning of truth or trust so I, I did it for myself and it said uh, trust a assured reliance on the character the ability the strength or truth of someone or something I said okay God I'm listening he says in order to use my key successfully you're going to have to trust me. He said, reread that. And, I, and, and he said, and, and look at these words and ask yourself this question. Do you really do this to this measure? Assured reliance on the character. I said, well, God, I, I, I feel like I know your character. He said, but are you assured of my character? We ask her, yeah, and he said, and assured of the reliance on the character. Now, I'm taking my time for just a few moments because I want this to sink in. Because there are four things that God showed me that was necessary in using the key that he's given to us. This master key unlocks every door but there has to be a principle to using the key. That principle has to be activated. I can walk into a dark room and stay in a dark room, but unless I activate the switch, I'm not going to see clearly how to conduct 
myself in that room. I'm going to stumble. I'm going to fall. Although I have the switch on the wall, I have access to it. God has given us the key. But unless I activate the use of what God has made available for me to see without stumbling, I must activate the switch. And one of the switches that must be activated is that I have to trust God. Not with just my lips. Oh, Lord, you know I trust you. And sometimes I say, Lord, I love you. He said, uh, really? Actions speak louder than words. We can tell people all day we trust God, but, in, but do our actions line up with it? Always showing God, God, I really do trust you. Because unless we trust him, we're not activating true faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. And he says, a assured reliance on the character, the ability. Think about that. Do you really, do you really trust God's ability to accomplish what you're using the key for him to accomplish? Now, so oftentimes we pray and we say, Lord, you know what I have need of? I'm, let's say it's a, a, a financial need. You say, or let's just say it's, yeah, it's a financial need. You say, well, I, Lord, I'm going to go over to Ephesians. And, and Kelly quoted that a while ago. She even quoted the, the, the chapter and the verse. So we go over it and we read it. And we say, Lord, I'm just declaring this word to you. But if we declare the word in this lip service, but it's really not from a heart of trust and truth, trust in him, then it is void, ladies and gentlemen. It's void. It's not going to do what you really want it to do. So you're putting the key, ladies and gentlemen, in the lock. But the key is turning, but the door ain't opening. You have that key, but unless you trust the fact that what is behind that door is your answer. And that answer, ladies and gentlemen, only comes because you trust God to know for sure with, with, with a reliance on the character, the ability, the strength of God that what you have prayed, that the door would be open behind it is, is the reality and it will come to pass. It won't unless you trust Him. Number two is the next one. Delight. Oh, Lord. Delight? Delight yourself in the Lord. Delight to take great pleasure in, to give joy or satisfaction to. Then I began to read this and I thought, Lord, I don't think I've really been doing this. I, I thought I was delighting in you. You see how important that not just reading the scripture, meditating on the scripture, putting yourself in the scripture, asking God to reveal the truth of the scripture. Delight to take great pleasure in. I ask you the question this morning. Are you taking great pleasure in God's ability to meet the need? To give you, what does he say here? Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the. I didn't hear you. He'll give you what? Of your heart. Maybe you're believing for your children's salvation or grandchildren. Maybe you're believing for a healing. Maybe you're believing for a financial breakthrough. Maybe that's a desire of your heart. He says, well, if you'll delight in me. If you'll take great pleasure in him. Oh, I hope you're catching this. Are you <laughs> giving great joy or satisfaction in Him? We use the scripture, the joy of the Lord is my strength. 
But really, are you letting him bring you the joy? Are you being receptive? Are you setting yourself up, putting yourself in position to enjoy the presence of the Lord? You see, ladies and gentlemen, I don't believe that this just happens by osmosis. I believe it, is, it has to be accomplished through your will. Lord, I will myself to do this. I take out time in my day to make sure I do this. Why? Why am I doing this? Well, it's because I delight myself in him. I have, to, I have to put action to my words. I delight. How would I delight my... How, how would I take great pleasure in him if I'm not spending any time with him? Is maybe just a 10-minute prayer time going to suffice? I don't think so. Just put... And, and I'm not against this, but just putting your praise music on, is that going to do it? It won't. You say, oh, but pastor, it takes me into the seventh heaven. But when you're there, are you really experiencing and giving him what he's desiring? Your joy to him. The, the fact that you enjoy him. And let me break it down like this. You're loving on him. I like to say it like this. Do you ever take the time to say with your actions? You see, saying it's one thing, but your actions. Have you ever thought about maybe, God, I just want to rub your shoulders. You say, well, that's ridiculous. No, I'm, I'm letting him know I want to demonstrate my love to you. I want to demonstrate that I desire you. I, wanna, I want you to enjoy what I'm doing for you. I rub his shoulders. Sometimes I'm, I'm sitting in the tub and, and I'm studying. Sometimes I just say, Lord, I just want to rub your feet. I want to rub your feet. You say, Pastor, that is, that is just so ridiculous. Try it sometime. Picture yourself loving on God. Ask him when's the last time. Lord, when's the last time somebody washed your feet? When's the last time somebody crawled up in your lap and really hugged on you? Give you little kisses. You say, Pastor, you do that? You bet I do. You know why I do? Because he loves it. I'm not, listen, I'm not so proud that I can't crawl up at 65 years of age in my daddy's lap and love on him. The one who gives me the breath of life. The one who gives me a brand new day to experience his glory. I'm not ashamed to stand before you today and tell you I like to rub his shoulders. I rub his back. I say, how's that feel, God? He says, that feels good. Haven't had anybody do that lately. It's just lip service. Lord, I love you. I see where you met my need. Thank you. Oh, throw in an extra dollar on Sunday. But you see, it's that. It's that. Lord, I'm showing you I trust you. I'm showing you I want to delight in you. You see, when my little grandson came in this morning, I was back there with Lance. I believe I was talking with them, uh, with Lance and, and Leanne. And all of a sudden, he come around the corner and said, Poppy, Poppy. He come around the corner and he hugged my legs. He didn't know it, but he could about ask me for anything. <laughs> you see, when I'm, not, I'm not washing Jesus' feet or or massaging his feet when I'm with him in his presence because I want something. But boy, when I do, it's like he's saying, what's the desire of your heart? Because it's not just lip service. It's my character. 
I'm delighting in him. And he says, oh, by the way, put that key in that door and it will come to pass. You mean the desire of my heart is in that? Yeah, use that key I gave you. Because the key will open the lock this time. The next one is commit. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. And he shall bring it. He shall bring it. Look at your neighbor and said, bring it to pass. What is it? Commit? The word commit, I looked it up. To carry into action. We've been talking about that, haven't we? Carry it into action deliberately. I'm not just telling God I'm committed. I'm showing it with my actions. You know, that's why I like to just love on God that way. Because I'm taking what I'm saying and putting into action. I'm loving on him. I'm committed. You know, I'm really convinced today that there would be a lot more happier homes if the husbands and wives could be committed. It's not easy to be committed. I stand before you today, and there's sometimes, once in a while, that beautiful young lady of 44 years of marriage can rub me the wrong way. Well, hello. <laughs> and she knows that she's done that because I have a tendency to give her a look. That's saying, not happy. Well, she does the same for me when I make her feel uneasy about something or rub her the wrong way. She gives me a look that says, boy, you're walking on thin ice. Sometimes in my devotion time with the Lord, sometimes he'll, he'll remind me that my attitude hasn't been what it needed to be. My actions of trusting him and delighting in him and being committed to him, he'll say to me, you're walking on thin ice. It's not the fact that he's not there to catch me if I fall in the water. He did that for, G, uh, for Peter. It's just he doesn't want me to have to fall into the water. I'm going to say that again. It's not... <laughs> You see, ladies and gentlemen, he, he, he just wants us not to have to make the same mistakes over and over. But the reason we do is because if we really trusted him, if we delighted in him, and we committed or and committed to him, this wouldn't happen. He would give us the desires of our heart. He would fulfill the promises of that are behind door number one, or door number two, or door number three. So when you use your key, you don't have to wonder, I wonder if this master key is going to open the door. I know it fits the lock, but will it open the door? And you will have, you will not question that in your heart when you trust him, you delight in him, and you're committed to him. And when those three happen, Listen to what takes place in your life. Look with me now in verse number 7. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Rest. I looked that word up. It says to be at ease. Now that may seem like a difficult task when you're in the midst of the storm. But Remember, if you're in the storm and you're trusting him to bring you through the storm, you're delighting in him and you're committed to him, you're going to be at peace. Being at ease or at peace, I like this, to relax 
and able to let it go. Ladies and gentlemen, I have give you, given you the answer for the use of the key. You don't have to go up to the door anymore and wonder if it's going to lock. You're at rest. You're at peace. You know that, I'm, that it's going to happen, and you don't even have to fret over the fact that it's taking longer than you expected it to. Because you're waiting patiently. You see, you say, Pastor, do you really believe that there is a place that you can come to in God? I do. That you can come to the place where you can actually sit back and find a rest and a peace in God. That his word is truth. That you can trust in him. And when you learn to trust in him, you have no problems delighting in him. And when you learn how to delight in him, you'll be committed to him. And when you have learned to be committed to him, you will rest in him. Ladies and gentlemen, I've given you four principles that when you walk out of here today, your key's going to work. Last Sunday, I told you you got the key. This Sunday, I showed you how to use the key. Now, I don't know what Kelly's going to be preaching on next week. I know it's going to be good. It's got to be good because she don't hardly ever ask to, to, to preach. But when she came to me, Phil, and she said, I, I, I want to preach next week. I said, it's yours. Because I know it's going to be what we need. I'm convinced that this church, we're seeing growth and we're seeing great activity. But I'm convinced that because we're applying these principles, these principles are going to bring you into another level that others are going to see in you, and they're going to want it. They're going to want it. And they're going to ask you where, yes, it's going to be attractive. They're going to ask you, where do you get this? How do you know this? So you can say, well, because I'm learning it through the word of God. Amen. You don't have to say, well, it's my preacher's preaching. No, you're getting a lot of this through your own time in the study of the word of God. The purpose of me is to come in and to bring it into a reality. To stir up your pure minds. To cause you to come to the place where you can say, that's the life I want to live. I remember a man one time said over in Charlotte, North Carolina, very, very dear good friends of ours, uh, Kelly and I used to go and I think we played, uh, we played music around their pool. They'd have big parties there in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, very, 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 very wealthy family. They would, they would uh, ask us to come and, and sing Christian music around outside the pool while everybody was swimming and, and eating. And uh, I remember he made a statement one time. He said, everything that you desire, that you desire, Ron, God wants you to have it. But you're going to have to work for it. And I thought, well, I thought God made it all possible and everything. He says, no, there's a part you have to play. You're going to have to put forth the time and the effort to receive these desires of yours. And the Lord brought that to my attention. He said, Ron, these are part of the principles that's going to be required of you in order that you might find the freedom that I have made available for you. Freedom spiritually, physically, financially, in every aspect. God said, listen, I paid the price for it. It's all been given to you. It's behind the door. It's behind the door. I said, well, Lord, how do I go about getting behind that door? He said, well, I've given you the key. And now I'm giving you the principles to make sure that the key works. And all you got to do is by faith, by faith, 
you receive it. I think sometimes, I know in my own life, I can't, I can't say for others, but I know in my own life, there's been times that I've, I've had certain desires for things and I kind of wanted God just to drop it out of the sky. I don't, maybe y'all have never done that. And God says, well, if it was that easy, if it was that easy, then you really wouldn't appreciate it when you got it. I was talking to a man the other day in closing. He said, uh, he said this, this, this man went and bought his son from graduating from high school. He bought him a, a new $80,000 truck. I said to Kelly, I said, I wonder if he'll really appreciate it. I wonder if he'll appreciate it. Listen, God wants to give you the desires of your heart, ladies and gentlemen, but he wants you to appreciate it when you get it. And to appreciate what he has stored up to give you as desires of your heart, he wants you to come to the place where you've made forth an effort. You have your character. Everything about you has proven to him, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. So I ask you to ask yourself today. Examine your heart. Do you really trust him? Have you been delighting in him? Are you truly committed to him? And have you found that rest in him? You see, in order for Kelly and I's marriage to be a successful marriage, I not only have to be committed to her, I have to trust her. And because I trust her, I can delight in her. You see, I have to break it down and make it simple for myself. It's all in a relationship to Jesus Christ. I ask you this morning, what is your relationship like? Are you having some relationship struggles? Have you lost some trust in him? Have you been delighting in him? Have you, have your, has it been more than just words, but has your action said to God, I'm committed to you? You see, when we're committed in a marriage, you're still there even when it's not fun. When the conditions in your marriage is rainy, you're still committed. Your commitment to God is if it doesn't matter if it's storming outside or not. God, I'm committed to your house. I'm committed to putting you first. You say, well, you're preaching to the choir this morning. No, we need to be reminded that this commitment, it doesn't matter whether you feel like it or not. I came home the other night. Kelly and I have been working extremely long hours. We've had deadlines to meet. In our business. And I sat down. Five minutes in a recliner the other night. And I said. I do not want to drive. All the way to Ellick City. And pray for one hour. I am tired. I just want to go get in a hot tub of hot water. Oh my mind was running wild. I was thinking. Feel of all kinds of excuses. Well they would understand. God says. I wouldn't. I, I don't think I catch where you're going there, Brother Ron, because uh, I gave you breath of life today. I allowed you to see another day. I allowed you to make some money today to pay your bills. I've blessed you with a vehicle so that you can drive up there, and if it's cold, you'll be warm. You'll be dry. I've given you a wonderful sanctuary to come and pray God was just throwing things at me. He said, I said, well, God, I, you, why talk to me about this? I didn't say I wasn't going. I just said, I don't feel like going. And he said, then I didn't feel like hanging on the cross. But I did it anyway. 
because I was committed to you. And he was telling me, if you were the last person on planet Earth, I'd have still went there because I was committed to you, Ron Wisnan. Because I trust you that you're going to live for me. I trust you because you're going to delight in me for what I've done for you. And because of what I've done for you, you're going to be able to rest in my presence and be full of peace. I ask you today, are you committed? Is it just a situation of where, well, if I feel good, I'm going to go. Well, you know, you just don't understand what I got to go through. Do you know what God went through when he saw his son hanging there, his only begotten son? And do we know what Jesus went through when they whipped him, pulled his beard out? I'm asking you this morning, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes you say, well, that's just kind of making it, that's just kind of being real tough. I'm going to tell you something, sometimes the father needs to be tough to the children. He needs to lay it out there. I know my boys used to come home and they'd come home from school. I said, well, there's work to do. Well, I've been in school all day. Yeah, well, if you, if you want to eat, you're going to work. Well, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, there's work in this thing called the family of God. And it takes work to trust him. It's not just a fly-by-night thing. You got to trust today. No, you do it every day. Just like getting up and eating breakfast. You eat because you're hungry. We should be just as hungry. And ladies and gentlemen, to want to show him, I trust you, God. I'm committed. I delight myself in you. And I enjoy the rest and the peace that God has bestowed upon me. I hope this has been useful today. My heart's full. I want us to see. I want to see as your pastor. I want to, just, I want to see your life excel. I want to see you receive the desires of your heart. I want you to be blessed spiritually, physically, and financially. I want you to be a drawing card to the world that you can show them that the God I serve is a God big enough to do any and everything. I close with this this morning. We read up there this morning on the screen. I can do what this book says I can do. I can have what this book says I can have. And yes, you can. But you've got to apply the principles of trust. Delight. Commitment. And resting in Him. You know, one of the greatest pleasures you can give God is, is when you say, Lord, I put this in your lap and then turn around and crawl up in it and know without a doubt and find a rest and a peace. God, you got this. Oh, He loves that. He loves that. He loves that. If you're here today and you don't know this Jesus that I'm talking about and you want him to open some doors for you, then you not only have to have the key, but you have to have the principles to use it. I've shared with you that you have the key last Sunday. I've shared with you today that you now you have the principles to use the key. If you don't know this Jesus, you're going you're gonna to miss out on some of the greatest joy that life has to offer. I said it before, I'll say it again. Kelly and I have enjoyed a lot of good things in life. We've got to go to a lot of places across this country. We've eaten some of the nicest restaurants this country has to offer. We've stayed in some of the finest five-star hotels, driven some of the most expensive cars, and lived in a $750 to a million-dollar home in Heathrow, Florida. Wore some of the finest clothes and played and performed in some of the biggest concert halls in America. But it did not compare and does not compare to the joy and the pleasure 
that God has given me and Kelly through knowing him as our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul says, I count it all done. I'll tell you today, ladies and gentlemen, I count it all done that I might know him in the fullness of his power, of the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Yes, those were good things. But what I have found in him exceeds it abundantly and beyond everything else. No new vehicle ever felt so good as when I feel the presence of the Most High God moving in my being. (laughs) Sleeping in the finest hotels, in the finest king beds, and eating of the finest restaurants doesn't compare to the food that my father feeds me with his presence. <laughs> Woo! It's good. It is good. Because he said, taste and see how good God is. Glory to God. And I want everybody to experience it. It's good. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. You say, preacher, you get all messed up. Yes, I do. And I don't mind it. Because, because what I found that if I trust him, I delight in him, I'm committed to him, I rest in him, it's all mine. It's all mine. I said, it's all mine. <laughs> if I need help, gives me health. If I need money, he gives me money. If I need a spiritual endowment or a boost in my spirit, he gives it to me. He does it not only because he loves me. <laughs> he just loves me. And you know what? He loves me just like I am. And he loves you just like you are. And he loves me, even though I don't have it all together. And even though I sometimes question him, he still loves me. Because he knows that my relationship is a work in process, in progress. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. It took him just a week to make this moon and the stars, the earth and the sun and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be because he's still working on me. (laughs) I think one day I'll know how to dance. So if you don't know this Jesus... (laughs) I probably shouldn't say this, and you don't feel like acting, and and it doesn't bother you to act like a fool. Well, you want this Jesus. Can you believe I was once shy, conservative, wouldn't talk? (laughs) Where did that boy go? It's called Jesus got in. And the old Ron died. When he died, I died. Oh, but when he arose, (laughs) ha, ha, ha. I'm trying to quit. But when he arose, I rose. Something in me come alive. It's called Jesus. And now I'm learning how to love people that I had a hard time loving. I know y'all probably love everybody, but I've had issues with loving people sometimes. But he's learning. He's teaching me how to just love like he loves. He's learning. He's teaching me, Sister Susan, how to accept people just the way they are. You know why? Because I'm learning how to trust him. (laughs) All these benefits come, ladies and gentlemen. When I need to open the door to some kind of issue in my life, I've got the key, and now I have the principles to get in there and enjoy it. You don't have to be stuck where you are. You got the key, and now you got the principles. 
Well, if you don't know Jesus, for those of you online and in, in the house, I want you to pray this prayer. I believe you want this Jesus. <laughs> if you don't, you really need to want him. <laughs> it's life and life more abundant. I can't, I can't explain to you just how good this Jesus is, but I hope you'll see it in me. Pray this prayer with me if you want to receive Jesus into your heart. Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I repent of all of my sins. Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. Wash me and cleanse me. I now receive you and I make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, you just got born again. And you are on a wonderful journey. We want to give you a package. We want to send you a package. If you'll contact our church, we want to give you a package that will help start your journey. I do want to say this. Get into a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. That's important. Very important. If you don't know where one is, I can tell you where one is. It's called Passion Church, Alexander City. Come, we're growing. Come grow with us. We need you. If you're here today and you have a special need, that when Jesus was walking by, as we sang earlier, and if your need wasn't met, if you didn't receive it by faith, and you need someone to pray with you, and that's a help for you to receive your needs being met by faith, we're going to have our altar workers to come up, and they're going to minister with you, and they're going to pray with you. We don't want you to leave here today without having a peace in your heart and in your life. Amen. We want you to walk out these doors today free. Amen. No burdens. <clears throat> we want you to walk out here today with peace in your heart. And a spring in your step. Because you know what? Something good is going to happen to you today if it hasn't already when you walk out these doors be expecting something good to happen to you and through you always be alert say Lord I want your eyes and I want your ears I want to be your mouthpiece I want to be your feet who do you want me to bless today if all you're interested in is getting blessed you've missed the mark it's better to give than to receive more blessed to give than receive. Be looking for opportunities to be a blessing. Maybe sometimes it may be just be a word of encouragement. Sometimes somebody just wants for you to have an ear to hear what they're saying. Sometimes they just need to get it off their chest. Sometimes it may be a financial need. But be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and ask Him, Lord, use me today. To be a blessing to someone. And I like to close. This is three closings. <laughs> I want to close with this before we stand. And I have a chance to bless you on the way out. If you would learn to quote this and say it every day. It's not that you're, you're proud or that you're somebody extra special more than anybody else. No. <clears throat> but I have a saying. It's my motto. I am somebody going somewhere to make something happen for the glory of God. Amen. It's not about Ron. It's not about Kelly. It's not about us as pastors. No. That he might get the glory. I hope that when you walk out here today, God puts somebody in your path that they are going to see the glory of God on your life. They're going to ask you, well, I don't know what it is. We've, had, we've actually had people come up to Kelly and I. We've been, been eating in a, in a restaurant somewhere or staying in some hotel or something or on vacation. We've had people to actually come up to us, Phil, and say, y'all glowing. I said, well, it's that new sun cream that I got. I'm fixing to go to the beach. <laughs> no, no, we really have. We've had people say, and we've actually had, we've had waitresses and waiters come up and ask us and said, there's just something different about you folks. We had one lady one time at a, at, a, at a restaurant. She said, what is it? 
I said, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. What, what, what is What is it? <laughs> she said, there's just something about y'all. She said, I just feel so good. I, I have, y'all have just made my night by letting me wait on you. I'm thinking, wow. It wasn't anything that Ron and Kelly did. It wasn't, it wasn't because we left her a $100 tip. Didn't do that until after she left. But it was a real nice restaurant, so if you got to give, you know what I'm saying, you, you, you give the high-dollar tips when you're in that kind of restaurant, and we don't do that all the time. <laughs> I wish I could. No, I'm going to be able to do that one day. I just changed that. Do you see that? I changed my thought pattern. But Kelly and I have been an opportunity to be, to people come up and say, we've had people we didn't even know, and people just come up and say, I, I, would you just pray for me? Say, yeah, yeah, we're praying, haven't we? We've had people just come, we didn't even know us. We didn't know them. They just say, Will the two of y'all pray for me? They must have seen something. And it's not that we're anybody, anything special. I'm sure a lot of y'all have had the same experiences, but God is looking for the opportunity to use you to be a blessing, to use your key and apply the principles. Would you stand? Let me bless you on the way out. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.